I was tested and my father was told that I was slow not to expect much from her because she thinks like an immigrant and talks like one too. Thankfully, my father had a very strong sense of self. And back then, a lot of times, parents would often listen to whatever the teacher said. I was extremely lucky to have a father that argued with the teacher and said, look, my daughter argues with me in complete sentences. She's not stupid. She's very bright. And I don't think you know what you're doing. And then he came home that day and basically told me that the teachers told me that you're stupid. I was crying. I was this very shy girl. And, and I was like, what did you say? He's like, I told them they were stupid and that you are smarter than anyone. So now you go show them who you are. Welcome to Successful with ADHD. I'm Brooke Schnittman. And if you have ADHD and are feeling overwhelmed, chaotic, and negative self-beliefs, you're in the right place. The Successful with ADHD podcast shares my guests' journeys of overcoming challenges, offering their tips and strategies for success to empower you to take control of your life and thrive with ADHD. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Brooke Schnittman back for Successful with ADHD podcast host here with my special guest, Donatella Arpaia. And I have a personal connection with her and I just love her so much. She's an American restaurateur and TV personality. I hope I said that correctly. I'm thrilled to have her on today. And hopefully this will be launching in the month of March 2023 because it's the International Women's Month. And boy, does that recognized Donatella. I know that she was one of the first women to receive a Michelin star at a Greek restaurant of hers. She has owned and operated 12 restaurants in New York and Florida. And most recently, it's been featured on CBS Miami for her new restaurant, Noma Beach at Redfish, which I cannot wait to check (laughs) out. (laughs) And I just found out, obviously, she's had a lot of restaurants, but one of my favorite Greek restaurants in New York City, Kefi, had no idea that she owned that. So (laughs) that is making me salivate. She's been featured on so many shows. The Today Show, she was a judge on, a frequent judge on Iron Chef America, The Next Iron Chef. She's appeared on the Food Network. And as I mentioned, she has received Michelin stars. She's named the most powerful woman in Manhattan by the New York Post and made Crane's 40 under 40 list by 32. Oh, and you beat Bobby Flay. Wow. No, no, I, I co-host. I'm the co-host on Beat Bobby Flay many times. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> no, God, no, I, will, I wouldn't beat him. No way. Well, don't the man. Don't say that he is the man, but still, you're the woman. <laughs> He's a good friend. So Donatella, share with us, for the purpose of this podcast, your journey with ADHD. Where does one begin? My journey with ADHD, I've obviously have had it all my life, uh, but I didn't know it until much later in life. But I actually got diagnosed just about four years ago, and it occurred because my son was recommended to get tested, and he had ADHD. And I jokingly told my husband, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. You know, I didn't realize that. He's like, well, yeah, you know, you have a chill. I'm like, what? My husband's a doctor. And that started me on a journey because obviously when it's for your child, you start doing all the research. And when I finally got tested, it was kind of like that, you know, that aha moment of putting all the pieces into place and then going back on my entire life and and seeing how it impacted me and in my journey. And when I was young, unfortunately, there's a lot more education out there now. 
and it's not something negative. I don't even think when I was young, people knew about it, but it wasn't discussed. And I was clearly not doing well in the first grade. My parents were called in and I am a first generation immigrant. So my parents were born in Italy. I was tested and my father was told that I was slow not to expect much from her because she thinks like an immigrant and talks like one too. Thankfully, my <laughs> my father had a very strong sense of self. And back then, a lot of times, parents would often listen to whatever the teacher said. Especially being an immigrant, right? Yeah. I was extremely lucky to have a father that, in, in, in Italian households, I was the youngest of three, that argued with the teacher and said, look, my daughter argues with me in complete sentences. She's not stupid. She's very bright. And I don't think you know what you're doing. And then he came home that day and basically told me that the teachers told me that you're stupid. And I said, I was crying. I was this very shy girl. And and I was like, what did you say? He's like, I told them they were stupid. And I told them that um, you should be proud of your culture, of your heritage, and that you are smarter than anyone. So now you go show them who you are. I didn't have tools. I didn't have special tutors. I was armed with this knowledge. And I started on a path that I'm smart. And I went in the next day because back then the reading groups were the snails and the swans. And you can guess what category I was in. <laughs> You're in the snails. I was in the snails. And I really wow. you knew. Wow. had those names. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting like that chills. Oh. And I, I re-felt this trauma when my son got diagnosed. But now it's just the opposite. So in a long story short, you know, then I became valedictorian and vet school, but I, it was harder, but I didn't know that. And it kind of lent itself to later in life as I started achieving all these things, what's known as the imposter syndrome. So I can tell you that when the diagnosis happened, I was like, okay, this makes sense. Makes sense. So it's something that now that I read about all the time that I'm open about that I don't hide, that I empower my son to be educated on it. And I and I tell him that, you know, we call ourselves neurodiverse, which I have problems with all these names, by the way, in general. Okay. Labels aren't for you or you just don't. You know, I, have, I have problems with like the labels of ADHD because I think it can be very misleading. Gotcha. Well, ADHD, right. attention, deficit. What I'm saying is like disorder. like mull it into one thing. Correct. There's so many different manifestations, especially for women and girls. I'm totally the daydreamer, the in- inattentive type, you know, what was considered lazy, unmotivated, all those labels, forgetful. But the lazy and the unmotivated were a huge part of what I thought of myself and what I was told I was for so long. There's so much that I would love to unpack. And I know that's not the purpose of the <laughs> yeah. show, but yeah. what I do want to say, though, is as an immigrant coming to America, your first language might have not been English. I'm first generation. I was born here. My parents okay. were born in Italy, but I spent every But if they're not speaking. And English. yes, and my parents, Italian was their first language. So, I mean, there's a lot of ignorance back then, a lot of bad teachers. You know, I had a crazy nun. They were good nuns. I had a crazy one. But, you know, it made me who I am today. I wish I had the diagnosis much earlier. Sure. Because I think in general, education on anything makes things uh, a little more aware and aware of yourself. Like I know that I have ADHD, so I try to put certain protocols in. And trust me, it's hard. I mean, it's hard, but I also do think very differently than most people. And those things are actually advantages that I've had that have 
done well for me. I am very successful. And I do things that people haven't done. I mean, I look at my bio and I get tired looking at it and I can't believe that I've done all this stuff. And yet I didn't I even read half of your bio. I still can't out there. You know, remember where my ADH medicine is every day. So, okay. <laughs> I, you are harnessing your strengths and you are able to help you with the task management stuff. Totally. So I just want to acknowledge your father though, because if it wasn't for him, and I don't know the story that you tell yourself now, but if it wasn't for him, you might have dealt with even more trauma. Yeah, it was a very defining moment. And I was a very shy girl. People don't think that now because I'm on TV. I even had to overcome a lot in terms of public speaking or, you know, I was very nervous, very shy, very insecure. And I think that that was an extremely powerful moment. In fact, I was asked to speak publicly at many different things. I'm a motivational speaker. I've been asked to speak. And before I had the ADHD diagnosis, that is a pivotal moment in my life. And how instead of easily, if you would have came home and been like, okay, my kid's not smart and she's going to, that could have been a self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. So I'm very adamant with my son. He's a smart tween who can then say, well, I have ADHD and use an excuse. And I'm like, that's your superpower, Alessandro. That's not a negative. No, it's not a negative. It's not, not an excuse. It's an explanation. It's not a negative. It's an explanation. I was like, I do believe that ADHD, I had to learn a lot of coping mechanisms. I'm flexible in my thinking. I have think outside the box. I'm highly organized in certain ways. In which ways? Ah, that's a good question. I can, well, with marketing and PR and running businesses, I have this natural organizational method in my head that most people don't have. Motivating to you, right? Mm -hmm. It's been a, a journey that I still learn about. And now ADHD is all over the place, right? So we went from not talking about it to all the memes on Instagram and all this stuff. And like I said, I think that too often enough, we're always like poking fun at ourselves. Oh, like this is ADHD. and But we should also talk about and it is funny. You know, my mom said if my head wasn't attached, I'd lose that too growing up. And it's true. I, I lose everything. But there's also these amazing things that I do. Why not show that side too, especially for the kids? Yeah, I think about it for, I mean, my ego at this point, like I, you know, I have the skin of a rhinoceros, so I'm okay. I just worry about the messaging for our children. Absolutely. So it's very important to me. Well, it's wonderful that your son has a mom who understands it and can support him. And a father who understands it. Yes. And guide him. Yes. 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 Yeah. It's great. I know that you have organizational systems in your head for things that energize you, for things that you know you're good at. So what would you share with this community? Because the point of this is to highlight the strengths of individuals with ADHD. Mm -hmm. What would you share with people who are struggling with ADHD and are looking for hope What's your number one success tip? What I've learned about ADHD too, and that's why I don't like one word, is that everyone has these different learning nuances and organizational nuances. So for me, for example, I love now Blinklist and Audible because I love- Love Blinkist. Books. And there was always this list of books that I wanted to read and then I wouldn't read it. And Blinklist is amazing to me because I'm already moving so fast and I like synopsises. So I guess it's not a one size fits all. You need to recognize that some people, you know, auditory is better and find out what connects for you and then really build on that system. And for organizational systems, you know, 
the other joke for me is how many planners I have because one, one. I told you which one. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know what? It's not exactly how it needs to be. I want to create my own. Don't create your own one. I might. Okay. I might. I need both. The yeah. one thing I have done and one thing I've learned as I've gotten older, where I used to be able to cope and deal with it, and as you get older, it's, it's harder. And, you know, hormonal changes affect things for women too. And all of a sudden, all these things got harder for me. So I live on my phone. So I need my phone, but then I need the paper backup. And it kind of is like for me, and you helped me with that too, the process of really building your week ahead of time and taking time and saying, I need to plan out my week. I need to really break down like, because people with ADHD tend to not break down the steps and say, I can get this, 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 this done. And then you're like, well, is that really possible? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm now setting myself up like, oh man, look, I didn't get all 2,500 things I was supposed to get done today. So I failed. Where, right. Where in the past you were like, okay, I'm going to open up a restaurant. I am going to heal the world. I'm going to write a screenplay. I'm going to speak for this all in one week. So now it's like, let's break it down into steps. Let's have that moment in time. And it's okay to have both systems. So if you're in the car or waiting or doing something, you have the phone, but then I need to write it down. And that brings me back to my law school days because I am an attorney and I practiced just for a few months before I became a restaurateur and I became an attorney because you know, I thought I was supposed to be an attorney. That's the end of the story based on my father. But what I learned back then and now I look at it was I needed to write. So you're saying that you're not slow. Not slow. And a snail. Okay, good. I'm not slow. So for me, I would write things down to remember it. So the act of writing for me was very important. So I have a double system of putting it in my phone and then coming home and writing it and planning it and breaking it down. And also one other thing is, which I've allowed myself to do, you know, we tend to hyper-focus and very, be very emotional. Some days you just need a break. And I think it's really important that if you feel like you're just not going to function today to try and get a hall pass and say, you know what, I just can't function and I should give myself, if I can cancel these meetings, I'm going to because I need to know that I just need to sit and like decompress and it's okay and feel like not only that it's not a negative, but you're doing something to feed yourself that it's okay. I'm so glad you said that because I know that you mentioned imposter syndrome and especially women who are successful. And then you add in the ADHD. They vary, I think like 70 or 80% of them have imposter syndrome. So if you're not being productive, you're not working one day and you're giving yourself permission to take a hall pass and a brain break, we might shame ourselves and say, oh my God, I have this whole list of things that I need to do. But I'm so glad that you're allowing yourself and you're giving other people the permission to just recuperate. Yeah. And I actually think for the people that suffer from the imposter syndrome, because I think I'm almost over it, I say, actually, I need it. And it's the only way I'm going to be productive tomorrow. It means, especially if you're a mother too, it doesn't mean that you're doing something for your kid or feeling guilty about it too. It means that you are just saying, I just need to chill. Whether that means, you know, watching a Netflix series or going for a walk on the beach And I find that it's really important that we tend to take breaks with TV and it doesn't really help. That's something that I've learned. It's not that great for you. It's really to get better. I do it at night, but it's sometimes it's better to like go for a walk 
they're saying that water, and it's so true, I've always, I love to be around water. My restaurant has a water view. I always find myself near the water. It makes you creative, makes you more relaxing. And for me, my biggest thing is to disconnect and get my phone away from me. So, you know, leave the phone at home, go for a walk for a half hour. And, and it's, it can be uncomfortable for me. And that's how much I realize, you know, how we rely on this and we feel like we're, you know, connected to, and that's not good. So, yeah, I think when we have the phone around us all the time, we're getting the constant dopamine hits and then eventually you've crashed. The dopamine is depleted. And yep. there is that scientific research about blue energy by being around water, flowing water, a waterfall, your bath, anything like that. It Which really blue energy for the blue light. Get rid of the blue light and get the blue yeah. energy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, I'm kinder to myself and I'm forgiving of myself. And I, I think that that's something that I learned when I turned the big FIBO. I was going to say, is it recent? Is it the whole life? Okay. So, yeah. I mean, you are a successful mid-age woman. When has three young children. <laughs> three young children. So what do you think got you to where you are right now, though? I know these success tips are awesome. Learning styles. So if someone is more of a visual person, perhaps they need written in front of them compared to listening. If someone's more of an auditory, they might listen like right. audible. I, I like think that. that it's important to know that with ADHD, we have all these tips and it's important. But within that, there are nuances that, you know, maybe writing doesn't work for someone, but maybe, maybe post-it does. I always say, because I, I was a career switcher and people say, well, I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, well, what do you do when you're not worrying about what you want to do or like what is your natural pattern like kind of look at yourself as an ADHD or and say I keep going back to paper I, mean, I just need to tweak that and massage that to make it and also you know the body doubling which you introduced me to which I thought was very bizarre at first but it made sense because accountability so for me in essence I've never worked for anyone except for four months I worked in a law firm I quit and I opened my first business so think about it. I have no one holding me accountable. Sure. Except for yourself. But for myself, right? I found things like the exercise program that I'm in. This is another big thing, okay? And they've proven it. Vigorous exercise every day is amazing. So I, I am part of this program called 54D in Miami. I did it after I, I had the twins. And it's a nine-week program, but the thing of why it's so successful, because I'm not the type of person to just like, I want to exercise every day. It's just not me. It holds you accountable. So this program, and now I was like, oh, of course, that's why I like it, because it holds me accountable. The same with body doubling, trying to put systems in place of accountability. So I'm my boss, so no one's holding me accountable at work, but I have a workout program that holds me accountable. I start my day with it at 6 a.m., I take my ADHD medicine, I exercise every day. That really, really helps me. People think that I could, I'm so successful. I could be super lazy if I want. I am like, so I need these systems in place. Shotgun routine is super important. It's something that I didn't have growing up enough. And it's something that I'm trying to give my son because I know how important it is and I know it's hard for me. So it's doubly hard. So you've gotten into the habit to work out first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, every day. You set my stuff out the night before. My husband taught me that. You know, you think that these little daily habits are going to be, oh, how is that going to help change me? But they really build on each other. 
I used to hate routine growing up. Now I yearn for it. Now I thrive on it. Also, another tip, the things that you hate, you shouldn't ignore because they can bite you. I'm not forcing people to do things, but there are certain things in life that you constantly have bad habits of as an ADHD or whatever it is, and it can hurt you over time. And you have to like, okay, I have to address this. So if it means that I need to, uh, if you can afford it, get someone to help you. But if you can't have people and make it a family thing, like, okay, I struggle with, you know, I don't know, paying bills. So instead of feeling like I am so bad, I struggle paying bills, I can find someone to do it for me and pay them and be okay with it and feel like, you know what, I'm not good at that, but I put that in, I, I did that. Or have your husband do it or have someone else do it or come up with something. Like I said, by being aware and saying, okay, you know what, and not judging yourself. I, I, I stink at paying bills or I have these auto subscriptions that I'm paying for. So put rules on for yourself, hold yourself accountable. I try to hold myself accountable and have an honest assessment and full transparency without judgment. Yeah. So I think high level, what you're saying is build on habits slowly that work for you. Set your morning for yourself. Give yourself permission proactively also to take off from life and just do you. Uh huh. And also delegate or hire or simplify tasks that are your weaknesses and that you hate. Yeah. So if anyone wants to hire you for a motivational speaking event or go to your lovely restaurant, Noma, share how people can find you. Social media at Donatella Arpea. You can go to my website, Donatella.com or Noma Beach. My email, Donatella at Donatella.com. It's one N and two L's, D-O-N-A-T-E-L-L-A. I own my name now. It's a nice thing. You trademarked it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And thank you. I was recommended by you from a fellow friend that's an executive functioning ADHD expert, and she didn't even know you, and she heard of you. So that's a a tribute. Thank you. Although I still can't believe that I have ADHD. have ADHD because now that I understand ADHD, you know, I really see the people that kind of have it and don't. And, you know, you seem to have like that executive functioning intact. Those atomic habits have worked. See, so you're young. I've given myself permission to hire and delegate. And listen, yeah. not every day looks great. Sometimes I come off and on the outside look great. I guess you want to call it mask. Fine. But, you know, I could be struggling inside. I'm a human just like everyone else. But also there's ways that I've coped. And there's also a spectrum of ADHD, right? Yes. So mine is moderate combined. And I also take Adderall. And this is what I do for a profession. So I love what I do, which energizes me on the other things too. Where are you getting your Adderall? No one can get it. That's <laughs> my CBS special. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Donatella. So I look forward to hopping onto Instagram with you. Please share your links with us so we can put that in the show notes as well. Thanks, Brooke. Thanks for listening to this episode of Successful with ADHD. I hope it helps you on your journey. And if you need any additional support for you or a loved one with ADHD, feel free to reach out to us at Coaching with Brooke and all social media platforms at Coaching with Brooke. And remember, it's Brooke with an E. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.